ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends. Great to have you here on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Great to be with you. Let's uh, jump right to it, shall we? Every Tuesday at this time, we hear from Buddy Beheim, And we hear from Buddy Beheim, presented by Empower Federal Credit Union. A lot to get into. Uh, no rest for the weary as Syracuse turns around and plays Notre Dame tomorrow, but uh, you'll hear a preview of that and a recap of last night, including uh, the 1-3 pointer that Buddy hit. Kind of an important one in overtime. Let's take a listen. Here's Buddy Beheim. Well, Buddy, what a game last night at the Carrier Dome. Uh, some tense moments there at the end. Michael DeVoe had uh, seemed like about 17 looks at the basket. None of them fell. Goes to overtime. Just take me through what was an exciting night at the Dome last night. Yeah, just a crazy night. Uh, obviously, offense wasn't going. I struggled particularly early in the first half. Couldn't couldn't buy a bucket. I, I honestly liked all the shots I was getting. Uh, you know, G Man came up to me and said, "You're getting all you're getting great shots. They're gonna fall in the second half." So, you know, just having guys that believe in me, teammates still looking for me, and staying aggressive uh, was key for me. And also, just Cole stepping up. Jimmy having a great first half. He had 15, I think, in the first half. Joe still making plays, distributing, even though he had a rare off shooting night he's been shooting the ball incredible and then Barama made some big plays down the stretch really gave us a big energy boost when he, we drove to the lane but uh you know I say that's the first game we really won with defense just making stops at the end of the game we got a shot clock violation at the end of regulation that was huge and uh then you know the last play in overtime we stopped them three times pretty much they missed three shots and uh, Devo obviously one of the best scorers in the league so just a great win and uh you know I don't think we won that game a couple of weeks ago uh we've just improved a lot on the defensive end and we're uh, moving together and we're, we're fighting until then your dad said last night that if you and Joe go eight of 35 combined shooting he'd be surprised if you won the game surprise yeah. you won the game so is do you credit the defense or what take me through some other aspects of that game that made you feel like you could stay in it even though you're having an overall a bad shooting night yeah, definitely. I think just being tied at halftime. I mean, even, you know, Cole was struggling at that point as well. It was really just Jimmy that got going and uh, we knew we were going to get going eventually somehow, some way, but to be tied and, uh, you know, it's not like, you know, our defense, we felt like we were doing really well on defense. They made a couple of tough shots, but just our movement was a lot better, I thought. And, uh, you know, when we were tied at halftime, I think we all felt like, okay, you know, then got to overtime and kind of that same feeling like, all right, we're we're going to get going eventually. We're going to get some big stops again and, and just finish it out. We we had two looks at the end. I missed a uh, turnaround. Jimmy missed a little float that floater that he usually makes uh, ten, 10 times out of 10. So we had a we had a good feeling that, you know, we, we could have won that game plenty of times. And, you know, overtime was the time to do it. Jerry said uh, the shots were going to fall. The one shot that did fall from the outside for you in overtime, about two minutes and 17 seconds to go, ends up uh, being the difference. Jimmy added some free throws later. But when that shot went through, that that not only had to feel good because it was big in the moment, but like I said, I mean, there was two minutes left. So for that to kind of hold up as the shot that ended up being the difference, that's uh, I guess shows you what kind of game it was. Yeah, I didn't realize how he uh... – how you know there's still two minutes left in the game when I made it and we only scored 74 points so yeah it just shows that our defense really stepped up I mean I think they had a three two possessions later so it was 
74-73 for about a minute uh, at the end of the game, and we just got stops. Like I said, big big plays on defense. Uh, I don't think we make those plays a month ago, and uh, just credit to how hard we've continued to work and stay focused, and uh, having the crowd there behind us was also a big key. Buddy, uh, you can be honest with me now because the game's over. 22 seconds to go in overtime. They go to the table. They're reviewing it. Are you standing there knowing like, yeah, that's off my knee, just hoping they don't find it on the review? <laughs> yeah, I knew it was off my knee. Everyone, I was trying to avoid everyone, but they came up to me right away, asked me, and I was like, yeah, like it was. But uh, I was hoping it might have went off DeVoe after somehow, but I guess not. But uh, it was uh, that one. That one was off me. The Wake Forest one was not off me, but that one, I'll admit, was off me. So you mentioned uh, how everything came together in overtime. And when games go to overtime, we tend to focus on that. But I don't think you guys are in that position without Jimmy's burst, a big first half. Take me back to how he really yeah. set the table for you guys. Yeah, he was huge. I mean, we would have been down 10, 15 points without him. Uh, he had 15 points. He had two or three assists. He had a couple rebounds. Uh, he was huge. It was, his, I think, his best half of the season, uh, one of his best halves. He's had a lot of really good ones. But to just – in particular, because no one else could get going. He was huge. He was uh, drawing attention. He was still scoring. He was making tough shots, and he got going. And, uh, yeah, that was that was the key for us. Without that first half, we probably are down 10, then we're trying to come back the rest of the game, and that's not an easy team to do that against. They're still – they can really score. They're good. They got guys that can shoot, and uh, they play hard. So he really – set the tone for us. He picked us up and, you know, we kind of just told him at halftime, like, all right, we're going to help you out. We're going to, we're going to step it up for you. Now in the Boston college game, Barama plays 18 productive minutes, but you know, that was a game you guys pretty much had in hand. So it's like a cool story, right? That he's getting back in the flow. He flat out helped you win that game last night. Yeah. Tell, tell me about this, this redemption story he's having bouncing back from the injury and uh, giving this team some quality minutes when needed. Yeah, so happy for him. So proud of him. Just uh, every day he's in the trainers uh, getting better, trying to get his knee right. Uh, some days, you know, he can't he can't run up and down after, you know, 10 minutes. It starts bothering him. It swells up. You never know what it's going to be. But uh, he continues to be positive. He continues to be a leader. He tells us something before every game in the huddle. He's given us motivation at halftime, just giving us adjustments and uh He's been as good of a teammate as you could ask for, especially with everything he's faced, the adversity. And uh, uh, to see him, you know, that, that layup he had in overtime was worth more than much more than two points, in my opinion. I think it got the whole crowd going. It got the whole bench fired up. And, you know, it was just awesome to see him do that. And we're going to need him to do that going forward. We need him to make plays and fill that void that Jesse was doing. Jesse was so good at the pick and roll game, scoring around the guys. And obviously, they're different players but we think Barama can still do that every now and then and score around the rim. So it was a good sign and uh, more just needing him in the future to do that. Quick follow-up to that. You mentioned that pick-and-roll game with Jesse. How do you feel like that's affecting your game, buddy? Because it feels like even Georgia Tech was doing it last night. They can put more pressure on you without that threat of the, the, the pick-and-roll game inside. Yeah, it's definitely a big, you know, it's a big loss. Jesse's obviously one of the best big men in the league, so you can't expect, you know, your backups to be able to do all that he can do, obviously, but they've done a great job. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, it's tough because you can, uh, I mean, 
couple games, Miami in particular, they doubled and I just hit Jesse four or five times and he got a, a dunk or a layup or kicked it out for a three. So he's so versatile. At, you know, Marek was obviously one of those guys too. They could just throw, hit him slipping right around the high post area. And, uh, you know, Jesse will make a play. He'll go around the guy. He'll lay it in for two. He'll make a kick out to Cole for three. And, uh, you know, Frank's getting better at that. He's, he's still learning, but, uh, you know, Jesse was just, he's gotten so much better and uh, he was one of the best big men in the league for sure. But uh, Frank's doing a great job. He's getting better. And I think with more experience, he'll be able to adjust more and be able to make some of those plays. Buddy, no rest for the weary. You guys turn around, go to South Bend, take on uh, one of the top teams in the ACC. What, what kind of challenge awaits in South Bend against Notre Dame? Yeah, it's a great challenge. It's one we're, we're looking forward to. We'll be up for, um, they're obviously a really, really good team playing uh, great basketball and uh, they have, you know, they have veteran group. They have four or five guys that have played together for the last four years and uh, they can really shoot it. Uh, last year at our place, they gave us trouble. So uh, we came back, but uh, it's definitely a place you don't want to be down 20 uh, in the second half last year. And uh, we just have to know right from the start, don't let them get comfortable. Don't let them get hot. And they're going to, you know, they might put up 80, 85 points, but uh, we're going to have to match them and try our best on defense, know where the shooters are, but, uh, you know, you got to stop them if you want to win. Well, there's a little thing coming up Saturday. I want to ask you about it. Though. I'll play your one game at a time game because you guys got a big one Wednesday. We'll focus on that. We'll get your thoughts on that other thing happening later. On. I'll ask Jimmy about it later this week after you guys play Notre Dame. So good luck at Notre Dame. Thanks for joining us as always, buddy. And we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Buddy Bayheim, ladies and gentlemen, he is presented by Empower Federal Credit Union. I'll play your one game at a time game. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't, you know, Jim Bayheim went there with the masks and a different subject for Saturday. He was asked about Duke last night, said it's the last thing on his mind, and of course it should be, right? Because you got Notre Dame tomorrow. That's kind of a big deal too, right? So I'll play your game. I'm with you. I'll go along with that once in a while. I'm not an athlete. I don't have to do that game, but, I mean, what's he going to say, right? Duke's coming to town this weekend, but he's good at this game. He'll give me the, well, we got to focus on Notre Dame answer anyway, so we'll have to save that for Jimmy. Jimmy Beheim joins us Thursdays on the block, and Notre Dame will be in the rear view, so Duke will be in full measure then. But the big one tomorrow, the Orange and Notre Dame, 7 o'clock, tip time in South Bend, and Notre Dame has lost one game in South Bend all year, and that was to Duke, that Duke team that we're not supposed to be talking about right now because Notre Dame's coming up. But uh, I love Buddy, a uh, little honesty there. Yeah, that ball was off me, but you're kind of hoping maybe they see something on the tape. Maybe it was off DeVoe, who knows? But, yeah, I, yeah, that, that was off me. I knew it. I like that. Uh, good stuff from Buddy. Appreciate him joining us as always. We'll break on that note. And uh, we were not here yesterday, so uh, we still have 10 questions to bring you on the blind side. A mix of what uh, young Josh and the chat at QSportsTalk.com is going to bring. Stay right there.